ready, get ready. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And welcome to the BuffaloDown.com Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Happy to be joining you here as we get set for the NFL Draft. Look back at free agency and some of the moves that the uh, Buffalo Bills have made so far or maybe haven't made so far in free agency. But I think the biggest question surrounding the Bills this offseason, Alex, is do they trade up in the draft? At this point, do they jump the New York Jets? Do you see this as a possibility of them maybe trading up to that two spot with the Giants? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they. I think that's probably the most likely thing. They're either going to stand pat or uh, let the draft fall to them where it does. Um, I, I honestly think that two, the price is going to be a lot. So it's going to be something where um, I don't know if the Bills are going to want to pay that. But, uh, you know, it, it would be a definitely interesting move to go up and get their guy at two. I mean... Price-wise, I'm almost thinking that it could take as much as three first-round picks to get there, the two they have this year and possibly next year's. Yeah, pro- that's probably the most likely one. Um, you know, it's going to be, I mean, it would make sense to do that. There's also the talk about the Bills trading for the second pick and OBJ, which I wouldn't hate um, because essentially what you're saying is, um, you evaluate your future quarterback. So essentially what it'd be boiled down to is three first-round picks, so both our first-round picks this year and one next year, and a second and a third this year. So essentially you're evaluating those picks and saying, you know what, we think we can get better value from Odell Beckham Jr. and our future quarterback than those five total picks, which – to be fair, you might be able to. I mean, OBJ is a very, very good running or a very good wide receiver. And, uh, you know, whoever they want to go after, they'll have their pick of the litter. Um, There's a report out that said they were both uh, the Browns have whitt- whittled down their choice to either Josh Allen or Sam Darnold. So if it, it really depends on who's there to if that a deal like that could go through. And it's funny, every day I'm I'm hearing a different scenario or a different prediction on what's going to happen, that uh, the Giants are going to stay where they are and they're going to draft a quarterback, or the Jets are high on, you know, this guy, or Cleveland likes Darnold, now they like Rosen, now they like Josh Allen. I mean, constantly flipping around here, nothing seems to stay constant. And this is one of the more, I think, question mark drafts we've had uh, because one of the last drafts where I think there was, you know, two highly coveted quarterbacks uh, was back when Andrew Luck and RG3 were in there and they were, you know, each, you know, sought to go one or two and Indianapolis decided to early be Andrew Luck and RG3 was right thereafter. But it's been a constant shuffle among uh, everyone buzzing around the NFL on who's going one or two this year that uh, still tons of question marks in the air. Yeah, and I think I think the Bills are playing it smartly by not trading up because the thing is, if they have their eye on someone, then, and they don't know who, the, it's not like where the Rams, uh, when the Eagles traded up the two, the Rams were pretty, people were pretty sure that the Rams were going to take off. And even if they weren't, the Eagles were comfortable taking either quarterback. So 
Um, you know, it's not a situation like that. The Browns are a true wild card. And so if it happens on draft night that the Browns just make some ridiculous trade, or if they trade the fourth pick for Odell Beckham Jr., um, which uh, Jarvis Landry really wanted to happen, um, you know, you could see the Bills call up and say, hey, listen, you guys now have two and four. Would you be willing to give up four for, you know, some picks this year? So I, I think it'll really play out, um, you know, during during draft night rather than before the draft. Now, and, and that's what I alluded to in our post here tonight, that I really think that it's going to happen on draft night. And uh, I reminisced a little bit about the Bears last year where they traded up to two with uh, San Francisco. And I'm trying to think what they gave up to get that pick. I feel like I can't remember if it was uh, three firsts or uh, two firsts and a second round. But I know they gave it a little bit, but I, I think Trubisky might end up paying off for them in the future. That I would hope that if Buffalo could go ahead and draft someone out there, they'd get someone who would, who would pay off. Not necessarily would have to start this year, but would still be able to get them there at some point. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, Brad, is how uh, excited I am that the Bills have sort of been, um, you know, sort of going off track here. I've just been thinking about this, that I was really excited to see the uh, aggressiveness the Bills had in free agency where they went after guys pre the true free agent period. They were the street free agents. So they went after uh, Vonta Davis. They went out and got Chris Ivory. Uh, they got the guy from the Giants, which I'm not going to make an attempt to pronounce his name. Uh, but in all honesty, it's one of those things where I'm kind of glad to see the Bills, you know, why, you know, trying some different things. And I think that's a really, you know, uh, those two pickups were really good pickups. This is the BuffaloDon.com podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. So glad you could join us here. Uh, you can go ahead and. Tweet us both at Bills Bruiser at St. Alex Jones. And uh, as we get here, um, you know, one's going to look at free agency and, you know, what holes were plugged, what was done there. I absolutely love them trading away Tyrod Taylor um, just because it was evident that he was not in the long term plans of Sean McDermott or um, Brandon Bean. They wouldn't really even call him by name in the offseason. It came very obvious. And, you know, I, I like Tyrod, but I don't think we ever saw him progress uh, through his career in Buffalo that I think it was the right move to cut ties. And I feel like, you know, we've heard buzz around A.J. McCarron and that he could eventually be a starter in this league, and they're taking a chance here. I don't think they're any worse off that uh, I think they'll still be conservative when it comes to the pass game, but I like the, uh, the addition and the signing of A.J. McCarron. Yeah, I thought that was a good price uh, to get him at. I thought waiting it out, waiting out the quarterback market, rather than paying, you know, uh, a million, uh, what was it, Sam Bradford, $20 million for one year. Like, insane. We got him on a two-year deal. It's enough where even if he's a backup, we're paying him a good price. So, you know what? I'm honestly, um, I'm, I honestly love the way that the Bills handled free agency this year, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, I felt like they were really just patient this year. I know they don't have a ton of cap space. I know um, I like how, uh, you know, some of the moves. Um, Cordy Glenn was apparent how hurt he was last year that 
Uh, he was going to make it uh, at left tackle, and I think they, they did good by going out there and uh, moving up and swapping some picks around. I, I really, really like that trade. That was one of my favorite moves they've made this offseason. Yeah, uh, I, I think one of my favorites was Star Latulate. I think he hits a perfect, um, like the perfect kind of player that McDermott likes. Yes, his stats aren't going to pop off the page of you, but he is a strong guy in the middle. He really is what we needed last year that we were lacking severely all year long is that strong inside presence that's going to eat up a couple blocks and allow our linebackers and our defensive ends to get after the ball. Defensively, I know we went out and signed Starr from Carolina, and we got uh, the linebacker from Washington who uh, I think he's coming off an ACL injury. Um, and then I know, I, I believe they signed a safety from the Saints. So, I mean, not huge splashes or anything here, but I think it helps uh, solidify defense who's looking to turn a page here in year two. Uh, some guys that, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen come back that did slip away. E.J. Gaines went to Cleveland, and then Preston Brown went to uh, Cincinnati. Two guys I think I would have liked to have seen back, but I'm not terribly hurt by their losses. Yeah, I mean, the guys we lost weren't, I would say they were major pieces, but, like, Brown was a very good linebacker for us. He led the league in tackles last year, but a lot of, but he was exploited in that passing scheme. And EJ Gaines was a very good corner when he was healthy, but the problem is he couldn't stay healthy. Like, even when he was injured, he was playing well. I mean, uh, on one of his big injured plays, he caused a fumble. He pulled something in his hamstring, hopped down the field, and punched the ball out on a receiver. So, you know, you, you can't fault either of those guys. Um, I just thought the EJ Gaines money was weird. I thought maybe the Bills would offer something similar, but apparently they didn't. It was one year, $4 million, which kind of shocks me. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a little surprised at that, too, that they didn't try to ink him towards a, a longer deal. Uh, but um, we'll, we'll see um, what other holes they... they try to address here. I, I'm thinking the way that they played wide receiver at this point that I would think this is going to be a position that they're going to cover early on. Uh, you know, if they don't draft someone in the first round, maybe they go round two to get a wide receiver. But I think uh, still an area of need here going into 2018. Uh, you know, I, I, w I would love um, for the Bills to go after some secondary wide receivers too. You know, there's there's a few guys out there that I thought could have been good. One guy that I was interested in seeing the Bills go after was Cordell Patterson. He went to the Patriots and the Raiders, and I, I just didn't see why. I, I thought that it was like a sixth and or a seventh round pick they traded him for, and I would have loved to see the Bills go after uh, Cordell Patterson. He's the the NFL leader all time in I'm pretty sure in. Uh, kick return average and that's one area that we really had issues with last year well we're going to go ahead and take a break discuss more bills offseason as we play into the 2018 nfl draft you can tweet us both at bills bruiser at st alex jones this is the buffalodown.com podcast
Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out now. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. Welcome back to the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bridge right corn. Alex Jones joining you as we continue talking Buffalo Bills football here as we get closer and closer towards the 2018 draft. And, of course, uh, the year it's in Dallas where I lived the uh, almost past four years, I go and move four and a half hours down the road to northern Louisiana. So, of course, uh, I am only 30 minutes away, less than that, from uh, the hometown of Buffalo Bills uh, long-time uh, defensive tackle and Kyle Williams. He's just down the road in Ruston, so I guess I have that going. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm probably going to make the pilgrimage uh, back to Texas uh, for the draft this year. Um, should be a fun place to have it. I already signed up for my fan pass this year, so uh, looking for a blast. I really like that the uh, the rotating uh, locations that we've seen over the past couple years in the uh, in the NFL draft. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed they started moving it around. I thought that the, um, in all honesty, the the New York City Radio Radio City Music Hall was a great venue, um, and being in New York, it's a lot easier to get to Radio City than Dallas. Um, so I'm so jealous that you're going to be able to get to go to the draft this year, Brad. That uh, even though you just moved away from, oh, further away from it, you're going to make the trek back. Um, and you know it'll it should be a great time this year. It just training wheels for me here uh, because I'm going to be going back in the fall every weekend to continue to broadcast the uh, high school team that I cover back in Dallas. So yeah, just just child's play for me. Four and a half hour drive, do it in my sleep. There I will be back there for the draft and uh, really hoping to see some fireworks on draft night. Um, if they don't trade up to two, Alex. I mean, do you see them trading up anywhere else in the first round? I know we talked about, you know, doing so. If there's a guy that they want that they would go out and get here, let's let, let's go hypotheticals. They don't trade in the two. We'll say, you know, we'll say either Darnold or Allen go one or two. It doesn't matter which. We'll say the Jets take Rosen at three. Could you tra- see them trading up to four or five at any point? I mean, I think it all depends on what, they value this quarterback class at. So if the value of someone like Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph um, is equivalent or a little bit less than 
let's say a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen who will probably be there after those first three picks, then I could see that happening. Um, they could trade up to four to jump the Broncos. Uh, but if there are three quarterbacks that go in those first three picks, let's say it goes Darnold, um, Darnold, uh, Rosen, Allen, and there's Baker left, um, Lamar Jackson left, I see, um, you know, it easily could be that uh, the Broncos could take a non-quarterback. Now, they need quarterback help desperately, but if somebody like Saquon Barkley sitting there at five, John Elway's legitimately got to consider it, or Quentin Nelson, maybe one of the best offensive uh, offensive prospects for offensive linemen we've seen ever come out of this draft process. Um, Bradley Chubb could be their fantastic edge rusher to pair with Vaughn Miller. And so I, I think there's a lot of options to maybe move up to six. Or if you don't think anyone's going to move up in front of you and you don't think the Dolphins, you could sit pat at 12. I mean, seven through 10 is, um, let's see, Broncos. I know the Raiders are in there. Um, Dolphins are at 11, 8 and 9, I forget. Uh, the 49ers and um, someone else. And they, it doesn't look like any of those teams are quarterback needy or going to take a quarterback. So you could just sit there at 12 and hope nobody trades up in front of you. Or if you have three quarterbacks all of the same evaluation, you could just sit there and say, you know what, we're just going to let the hands, we're going to let the cards fall where they may. And then just take the best available player. I don't know about you, but I've been hoping and praying that Buffalo doesn't go up and draft Baker Mayfield. I, you know, trading up, trading wherever he may fall. I really hope he doesn't end up in Buffalo because there's just all the writing on the wall. I see that I I don't see him being a successful NFL quarterback. His size is a concern. Uh, attitude. He plays in a system. I I think there's too many red flags that go up with Baker Mayfield that I would really hate for Uh, Buffalo to waste a pick on him. Well, I I think um, the one thing about Baker is that he has that attitude of sort of a Rodgers or a Brady. He hates losing above all else. He hates everything about losing. He's the ultra competitor. Um, There's some mechanics issues with him. And in all honesty, I think the players around Baker made Baker look a lot better than his talent may have shown in college. Um, I, I got to see him down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. He, he looked like good. He was, he was commanding the huddle. He was leading everybody. He really, when he came in, everybody took notice. Whether it be reporters or players, everybody sort of turned and looked when Baker came in. And so it's one of those things where, um, you know, they each player, um, it, it really depends on the attitude. I mean, if Baker falls to 12, I think that's a great value to pick. Um, I, I, I just go back and forth on Baker just because some of the things that are red flags with him scare me. He doesn't set his feet in the pocket. He's constantly looking to run. Even in the senior bowl, he looked to run. And so he was constantly feeling pressure, phantom pressure where there wasn't. He honestly plays like Tyrod Taylor. People, people have been saying that's crazy, but he plays like a more aggressive Tyrod Taylor. Scared in the pocket, he moves around a lot. He he keeps his eyes upfield, but he just doesn't have the physical traits that a Josh Rosen or a Sam Darnold or Josh Allen have. 
Or even you could even put in that uh, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph. With Lamar Jackson's pure athleticism and uh, Mason Rudolph's size, you could say Baker's really the least physically gifted quarterback in this class besides like a Kyle Luletta. And you bring up Mason Rudolph there, and that's one thing I'm wondering, is if the Bills decide to just sit and patiently wait and go ahead and take Mason Rudolph wherever he may fall, either maybe late first round or even if he drifts in, into the second round here, that maybe it's worth waiting for a guy like that, a guy with a size who I think uh, could be just worth waiting for. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Mason Rudolph fan. Um, he reminds me of Brandon Whedon coming out. I know Brandon Whedon was older, um, but he, the Oklahoma State offense for quarterbacks just scares me so much because they're asked to do so little. Um, I, and, I again, it, it all depends. This is the hard part about the draft process is we are in the coaches' room listening to these guys break down concepts. We didn't get a chance to look at um, at um, many of the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl. is really Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and a guy I really like, Mike White, out of Western Kentucky. And so, I mean, we could do that. We could also, um, if we decide, let's say the board falls and Lamar Jackson and Baker, everybody's off the board by 12. We weren't able to work out a trade. Take the best available player because... There's a lot of top-end talent in this draft, and out of, if six picks are quarterbacks, or five five picks are quarterbacks, that still means that out of these top ten draft processes that aren't quarterbacks, you could get an excellent player, a player like Denzel Ward out of Ohio State, a cornerback, who is maybe the most athletic cornerback in this draft. Um, you could get a Roquan Smith out of Georgia. And so... I think that staying pat and maybe using our other picks to trade back into the first round and pick up a guy like Mason Rudolph wouldn't be a terrible move. But again, it really all depends on what his mental IQ was he showed in on the board. Can he explain macro NFL concepts? Can he break down defenses while sitting there? Can he explain what every guy's doing on the field? Um, and can he do these complex plays that the NFL has? All right, let's throw some more hypotheticals out there. If you could take anyone, you know, and I'm not saying the Bills would trade up to one, but who would be your guy that you would absolutely want Buffalo to take no matter what, whether it be Allen, Darnold, Rosen, whoever it may be, Saquon Barkley, who's someone that you would absolutely love for the Bills to be able to draft in the, in, uh, the 2018 NFL draft? I, I mean, the obvious answer here is a quarterback. My favorite quarterback personally is Josh Rosen. I think his accuracy is out of this world. He's a good leader. People really do seem to like him. Um, I, however, the player that I would choose over anybody in this draft is Quentin Nelson. He would be the starting right tackle for the Buffalo Bills for the next 100 years. He is literally, I think, a machine that was built in a laboratory just to push other big human beings around and do it at a level that's really unseen at college level. He just doesn't make mistakes. He makes he hits everything. He's super athletic, insanely strong, and insanely smart when it comes to football. And so I know it's not a super sexy pick, but if he's there at 12, the Bills better sprint up to the podium because taking, um, taking Quentin Nelson at 12 and 
sticking him at our right tackle. We'll create bookend tackles that'll be with the Bills for the next uh, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, um, and that's been a position of concern over the last couple of years as right tackle, that having that uh, someone solid on the offensive line would. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, Quarterback-wise, Josh Rosen is my favorite. I would like for Josh Rosen very much to be a Bill. And, um, you know, I, I at this point here, um, you know, you, you could say this team – Took a step back. I, I don't see it at this point here. I think they're still talent-wise up to where they were last year. I still think that there's going to be a lot of naysayers. Sean McDermott got a lot out of those guys last year that I still think that this team could compete for a wild card spot here. I don't see New England regressing even about all the turmoil and everything. I just don't see it happening. Uh, but I, I think that this team still has a level to compete, uh, but we should get more of an idea of what they're going to be like just based on this 2018 draft that will help give us more of a proper assessment. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, I, I trust this coaching staff. Um, you know, last year we said the same thing. This roster is taking a big step back. We don't know if they're even going to make, you know, they're going to be a 3-13 and team. Everybody predicted them having that we were tanking with all these trades. And I, I just trust that McDermott's going to put the right people in the right place. And even if we do have a regression year, I, I think it'll be like when Philly, if we trade up to get our quarterback, it'll be like when Philly went up to get their quarterback. When they said, you know what, we want Carson, we want Carson Wentz to be our quarterback. And even though, yeah, he was going to be, you know, they weren't, they weren't going to be a super good team his rookie year. They still stuck him there and said, you know what, we're going to get him experience. And two years down the road, it started to pay off. You know, he looked all pro last year, like maybe top 10 quarterback in the league, top five quarterback. And so I would love to see the Bills do something similar to that. You know, draft a young guy, have him compete. If he's better than the guy there, stick him out there and have him play. Final thoughts on this week's podcast? Um, you know, one thing I find interesting is the number of um, defensive linemen the Bills are bringing in. They have seven edge rushers on their rosters right now, and I think it's seven defensive tackles. And they've still been just bringing guys in for workouts constantly. So that that's a really interesting thing to watch. They want to get a lot of the uh, competition going on in there. Yep, as we draw closer and closer, I just I think more buzz and everything that we're going to see through all the cliches out there. But uh, it's it's been interesting so far because there's so much mystery I think going into this draft that uh, we truly don't know what's going to happen. I'm I'm really looking forward to just on draft night sitting and watching everything kind of play out. Yeah, I'm really excited for this year's draft. I love the draft, anyways, and hopefully this year the Bills have a first round draft party open to the majority of season ticket holders because that will be wild. Yeah, because you've been the past couple of years. I know not first round. I know one year was in the second round, but uh, to the parties that they've had at, at New Era Field. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see, um, you know, what they have planned. I hope it's the first round because if they end up trading up, it will go insane there. I'm also anxious to see uh, the uh, 2018 schedule. I know it's probably going to be released maybe probably the week before the draft. 
uh, sometime between you know the 17th and the 21st of April that I'm ready to get a calendar and figure out which game I'm going to make it up to this year. Yeah, excited to have you up, Brad. Hopefully we can uh, we can see each other this time, and I won't uh, have to have sh- shoulder surgery. Yes, yes, that would that would help. Stay healthy this fall here. So that's going to do it for this week of the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Reader work here at Buffalo Down. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Buffalo Down, at Bills Bruiser, at St. Alex Jones. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icor, and this has been the BuffaloDown.com podcast. This has been the BuffaloDown.com podcast, part of the Fan Sided Sports Network, an R Street Media production.